woman's a gene man. He is the balls of wrestling. Oh, it's like, that's not boobs. I didn't see anybody in the audience. I, I, I wanted to peg. There you go. Satisfied. Yeah, fuck Luger. Yeah, fuck Luger. I'm gone. Cage lovers with Pyro. I don't remember any of this shit. Uh, uh, it was like a disappointing orgasm. Really, is what it was like. Jai and Holster are smooching each other. You could you could literally put a fanny pack on any way you put on a championship. You have a fanny pack. Wasn't me. Wasn't me. He's, I mean, he's a falsifier, man. He's he's in there. He's fucking everybody. And why in the fuck is a Jai doing a Boston? I'm, I'm here. I've just I've, I got my my sweatpants and my crop top on. And then Jai calls him. So Jai goes over to the camera and he calls himself Da Vinci or Michelangelo because he fucking spray painted three letters on the mat. Yeah, that was a slug. <laughs> Come get me. Check out my dick. Why don't you lick my super cologne? Kevin Rogue. He's Kevin Rogue. Today we are going to be covering WCW Fall Brawl, The War Games, 1996. You got any war sound effects for me over there? Take cover! Take cover! Nice. Nice. I think that was maybe better than their open. Yeah, their open. If if one thing's for sure, it's that the WWF's open package guy does a lot better job than the the schmuck we got. Better Uh, package. He's got better package for sure. But how much did you laugh when you in the open you saw Sting fucking stealing a cop car? That is not, that is not, that's not babyface work. Babyfaces do not steal the cop car. No. Yeah, all sorts of chaos happening with the NWO. I believe he he and Luger get in the car to chase him, right? Yeah, there's, I don't, I don't remember the exact sequence of events on that. That was on a nitro. I think it was actually at the very tail end of a nitro and he just gets in the cop car and away he goes. There's a lot this time, you especially think he's an Nitro, undercover there. cop, maybe. No, there's castings yeah, an undercover cop, right? It's a thought. No, Glacier could be an un- undercover cop, but not Sting. Uh, there's a lot of like weird, just weird stuff. They're always destroying cars, it seemed like, or always getting out of cars. A lot of parking lot type stuff. They even had that, remember that, that parking lot brawl? That was probably pre NW. I don't know that I think about it, but yeah, WCW had a, a, an interesting fascination with having shit happen outside. Yeah, this thing started off with, uh, I think, the giant and another NWO guy on top of a car just destroying it. Yeah. I think that 
are you thinking of that uh that that brawl that they had with like 20 guys out in the out in the yard the junkyard brawl or whatever there was, was. there was something like that it, it, it opened to nitro i think so and like i think regal won it regal beat finlay i think maybe it was just regal and finlay out there i don't they had it was weird i i i very vaguely recall recall it but yeah there was a, there was an outside brawl on a nitro so since we last talked to you here the giant has joined the new world order and dibiase as well as ted dibiase what do you think about that i don't really like throwing the giant in there you don't i mean he just you know the last pay-per-view the hog wild mm-hmm. he's the world champion right right and he gets his ass kicked and then he just joins the i don't know i think they could have they could have maybe strung, pick, strung pick it out a little bit better. longer you're thinking or, yeah strung it out a little bit yeah i mean that's 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 fair i i know on the when he explains why he joined up with the NWO, it's one of the fucking worst segments I think in Nitro history, because <laughs> he's he's up there on the the guys they like rip apart the commentary booth and he grabs the headset. And if people ask me why I want to join the NWO and Hulk Hogan, he asked me to come over and talk business, and I go there and I see all these cars, big mansion. <laughs> bunch of motorcycles i'm like yeah, i'm already fucking tired of this it's terrible yeah he's not he's imposing force for sure yeah but i mean play on your strengths man i mean he is he is still kind of a rook at this point he's only been in the game for shit less than a year he, no, debuted, it's all- he debuted at halloween havoc the year prior, yeah. The year prior, boy, yeah. geez, he's just—he's crushing it, man. Great rookie year, way to go, Jay. Might be the best rookie year. It is. So it you looks think it was like the? Okay, oh. uh, hey, buy up, buy up, hey, by all means. Uh, go ahead. I insist. Uh, what do you got there, guy? I was going to ask you, if I may. <laughs> Did you think it was kind of odd they were playing up the who's the fourth man for the war games? Like they they get past the opening video package and they they cut to the they cut to the broadcast team and they're all very well dressed, very they they put on Sunday's best for this one. But did you think it was kind of weird they're playing up the who's the fourth man? Like we had the who's the third man and who's the third man worked great, right? That a lot a of big buzz, deal. big deal. But now they're doing who's the fourth man. Do you think they went well? Who's the third man worked out so well? Why do we go? Who's the fourth man? But it wouldn't be a new member of the NWO. It's kind of a weird. It was a watered down. Who's the third man type of a thing? I thought it was. I don't know. I wasn't too big on it, but it was interesting. First of all, yeah, it is nice seeing the commentary team dressed for the occasion. Right, not in fucking biker outfits or damn Hawaiian shirts. Like, just man, dress for the job you want, not the, not the job you have. Just. No denim in that booth. <laughs> That's a big win. <laughs> I got to agree with you, though. The third, I mean, they already have, have a fourth man. Mm-hmm. They already have a fifth man. Mm-hmm. So that whole idea is, uh, yeah, it's a watered down type of thing. I mean, there is yeah. intrigue because we're led to believe that Sting is 
going to be the fourth guy because, I mean, it looks like he's joined the NWO. Yeah. I mean, how many how many folks do you think bought that at the time? I mean, we're and talking was, like pre-show here, like just the just the business he's seen on Nitro. That it was actually Sting? Yeah. I mean, I remember buying it. Hmm. I remember watching it, and I know there was something a little bit different about that Sting, but I, I was... I remember believing that it was it was Sting because they they did do a pretty good job of. I think the first time he popped out, it was like out of the back of a of a limousine or something like that, and it was rainy out and it was dark, so uh, you couldn't have like a full visual of his appearance. So I remember thinking like, "Oh shit, that is Sting's in." There you have it. Right. So the deal with the fourth man, I guess they they kind of lead us on throughout the show. You know, is it going to be Sting? Is it going to be the giant? Right. Is it going to be somebody else? Well, it's going to be somebody. Oh, it'd be somebody, yeah. So the War Games is going to feature in the main event in the the double ring. How do you describe that? It's two rings with a cage over it. Yeah, two rings with one big cage. Almost like a not... Not necessarily uh, hell in a cell type structure, but it is two rings and then one cage covering both rings. Yeah, it's pretty similar to hell in a cell with the yeah. cage cage with the top on it. Yeah, the only difference I think is that the hell in a cell does give you the room outside of the ring, and this one does not. Right. They got a whole other ring to work with, though. Yeah. So on that one, we got. Team WCW featuring the Nature Boy, Ric Flair, Double A, and who else they got on their team? Luger. Yeah. Luger. And then a mystery guy. Ooh, mystery and intrigue. <laughs> and then we got Team NWO, Hall Nash, and Hollywood Hogan, and they have a mystery guy as well. Double mystery, double intrigue. All sorts of intrigue in this show. Is that too much mystery, though? Like, at a certain point, don't you, when, like, think shit gets too mysterious, don't you just call it a day? Like, I'm not I'm not even interested in This shit's getting way too, this is way too mysterious, too much intrigue. I'm going to go have a sandwich. Like, is it too much? I get what you're saying. Just kind of try to build more on what you got. Right. Maybe. But at the same time, you know, I, you, you throw out. You know, you throw throw out enough lines, maybe you'll, you know, reel something in. Part of me thinks that's why the stalker didn't work in the WWF. There's too much mystery. It's too much, <laughs> too too much mystery. And everybody's like, no, 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 no. I'm gonna go get an Eskimo pie. This shit isn't worth it. <laughs> I think the stalker was doing his thing about this time over in the Federation. Yeah, too much mystery. He would have been. He was probably probably wishing he was in that. In that war games with his former horseman guys. <laughs> yes, he probably was. Stalker didn't last long at all. No, of course not. <laughs> uh, poor BJ Wyndham. <laughs> so, in addition to that, we got we got a number of number of matches featuring mm-hmm. intrigue and titles and suspense and whole business so this son of a bitch 
happened on September 15th, 1996 from the Lawrence Joel Veterans Memorial Coliseum. Boy, that's, that's a, a long name. Mouthful. Yeah. But it's a war coliseum, so it's it's perfect for war, for war games. <laughs> exactly. It's in uh, Winston Salem, North Carolina. You know what the tagline for this one is? I you know I thought I thought I wrote it down. I did not. So who wants to play with the big boys in a cage? That's <laughs> sexual. <laughs> so Dusty Rhodes, more intrigue. <laughs> Yeah, tagline guy, package guy, could have done better. What they should have done instead of, you know, in addition to bringing over these these guys from the Federation, they should have gotten Pettengill. Or Pettengill one of the guys putting, great. Together, putting together packages, you know. Get a classic voice guy, get Blassie in yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, something. Yeah. So Dusty Rhodes, he came up with this war games business. He also came up with the what was that? Uh, he had a few few different unique concepts. Did, wasn't there a what the fuck was it called? The bunkhouse stampede. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't that like a cage match where you try to throw the the guys out of the cage? Yeah, it's boy, it's been a real, real long damn time since I watched it. But yeah, there was it. Was, he came up with a lot of unique concepts he was also the uh the creator of the uh was the, the halloween havoc match where you gotta put your opponent in the electric chair and kill him oh yeah yeah uh, the yeah. uh what the hell chamber of horrors or chamber of horrors yeah, yeah yeah i think war games he hit though i think that was a good that was a good one yeah yeah i i agree so we got no dark matches here the opening contest is Diamond Dallas Page taking on Chavo Guerrero Jr. Boy, I have been harsh on Chavo Guerrero, and I'm about to be again. So DDP comes down, he looks great, right? He is definitely he's definitely finding a pretty sweet groove. But Chavo comes down, the match starts, he fucking steals Johnny B. Bad's move. You think this is just fair game, right? He leaves, now everybody can do his move? Which one? Where he flips over the top rope and do a senton. Are you saying he's he's got dominion over that that maneuver? Yeah, I think he does. Did Chavo do it justice? At least, I mean, he didn't look bad when he did it, but that's not the point. <laughs> it's Johnny B's. Well, you know, folks been stealing shtick for years, man. Doesn't make it right. Oh, nevertheless, DDP's getting over pretty well, which, which is great. You know, despite being a scumbag, yeah, he kind of he's he's doing a he's doing his own thing, totally different from the NWO and whatnot, but uh, kind of along the same lines of you know the the cool bad guy. Yeah, I could see that. Get, that's getting over. I mean, even the I guess even the Horsemen, to an extent, they're they're a heel group, but they get. You know, they get pops wherever they go as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of lots of blurring the line as far as that goes. I mentioned that before. Well, what do you what do you think of the action to this one? Man, you know, Chavo stealing the uh, Johnny B's move. Obviously, that's an issue. That's going <laughs> to remain just, an issue. That's a spoiler for you. It soured me. Yeah, it soured me quite a bit. 
DDP did a like a backdrop throw type move, which was kind of again he's got that uh, really like disconnected offense that, that just seems to work. But at one point, I couldn't like I laughed I think throughout the the, the entire second half of this match because at one point uh, Chavo's like getting up and DDP grabs Chavo by the head. Chavo's on his knees. And he goes, bang, 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 bang. <laughs> and he is essentially face fucking Chavo Guerrero. <laughs> it was, it was, too, it was just, it was way, 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 way too funny. Like you can't simulate fellatio in a match, right? That's not okay. That, that's going to make your rating a little bit stiffer, right? <laughs> Good call. Well, DDP can. Yeah, I, I did like that they incorporated the the other ring in this match as well. DDP tosses Chavo over to the other ring. It's kind of a cool, it's kind of a unique look, right? And then you get to see the fans from the other side of the ring, which there's some real doozies out in the audience. <laughs> so I didn't I didn't make note of this, but do can a, a fall can occur in either ring. That's my understanding. Is that, yeah. is that what the what the deal is? Yeah. So yeah, it is, it is nice to see him using both of them. Yeah, for sure. Of course. Yeah. So did you you have anybody in the audience in particular you wanted to peg? Not yet. No, I didn't want. <laughs> I did not want to peg. I didn't see anybody in the audience. I I, I wanted to peg. I didn't thought didn't even cross my mind when I looked at the audience. There's fucking children out there, man. How about you? (laughs) Moving right along. (laughs) I like when DDP goes for the punt and he misses and does a like a Charlie Brown bit on his ass. (laughs) That was a good spot. So I mean Chavo gets a couple of a couple of nice high flying moves. DDP hits the cutter for the victory. Yeah, I, I had really low expectations of this match, and I think it went a little bit longer than maybe it needed to. But it was it was fun. Like I, I again, I'm not a I'm not a huge Chavo guy. I never have been. But uh, this match was this match worked, man. It was pretty fun, pretty fun match. And then DDP again with a unique setup for the cutter. Chavo going for a backslide, and DDP stomps his foot. Spins him around, cutter man. Really, like I, he's really finding the the way to use the unique setups, which is something that I think we remember about the diamond cutter is the different ways that he would apply it, which really skyrocketed that that finishing move. In my opinion, way better than the you know RKO out of nowhere. Like he, it's it's not really out of nowhere. He's just jumping and grabbing an RKO. The way the DDP applied the diamond cutter. Uh, from as many different positions the ways they did, I think it's far superior to you know the RKO out of nowhere. I agree. I agree. It's been a it's been a treat watching these episodes. You, you know, I've got a, a real appreciation for for uh, you know DDP. Only really, only really had a couple few golden years there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, real unique character move set. He got over just doing, just doing him, you know, which was, yeah. uh, like I said, a lot of it looks really sloppy what he's doing, but it's, it all seems to connect. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
Next up, I think we get Harlem Heat in the back, right? I thought we got a special report. Gene's got his, yeah, Gene's got a special report with the NWL. They do that big, like, special report. It's like a TV. Oh, uh, right. Okay, no. uh, So we go to to the back, and Harlem Heat and Sherry and the Colonel are on the CompuServe. Oh, is that what it is? And Must have just implored- breezed right past it. Yeah, we're implored to log on and chat with him, and then we get sent to Gene with the special report about the gotcha. the hostile takeover. Yeah, so I, I breezed right past the rooster on the online. So we get the highlight package of the NWO doing, you know, I've probably seen Bischoff go through that damn stage 15, 20 times. times so far. Yeah, and did you think that that was necessary, like this special NWO recap? Anybody that's watching this, is aware of what's going on. Like nobody's blindly buying this pay-per-view, not knowing what the fuck is happening. They had it at the top of the show too. Right. It doesn't make, it doesn't make any damn sense to me. I think it was a, a definitely a kind of a little waste of waste of time there. You think anybody blindly just orders fucking war games? Like they're sitting around like, Oh shit. What's tonight. I don't know. Why don't we check out what's on PPV? Like, well, we can watch some fucking porno or we can watch war games. <laughs> Is war games a porno? No, it's not. <laughs> like, I already ordered it. Oh, shit. There's this thing called the NWO. It's like, that's not boobs. <laughs> I don't think anybody blindly orders fucking war games. Right, right. WrestleMania, maybe? Yeah, I think WrestleMania is one of those ones that people will generally like even if they don't pay attention to the product throughout the year that'd be like the most casual of casual fans will still tune in to watch wrestlemania because of the spectacle but not war games i don't think so no i mean they're just trying to add some more of that intrigue you were talking about intrigue and mystery yeah so we get fire and ice exploding next part two these two big fellas are facing off in a submission match. Silly. Uh, Dusty comments that these guys got chests as big as a Grand Canyon. Arms like tree trunks. Yeah, Teddy Long at ringside with a towel, presumably to throw it in if necessary. If necessary, yeah. What do you think of Teddy Long? He kind of came out of nowhere. Well, I mean, Teddy Long's been around forever. He was doing, uh, well, yeah, but I mean, was he managing Pittman, Steiner? I I believe he was uh, managing uh, Craig Pitbull, Pittman, Steiner. I I think so. So transitioning over into the ice train, I don't don't know. I don't know if it makes sense or not. I don't know the setup was for Teddy to be with train. I don't remember that at all. But I would think as a manager, he would take the time to help train out with his attire. He's got red fucking boots. He's got red on his boots. Ice train doesn't, there's no red for ice train. That doesn't make any sense. That's a fire color. You're That's right. a fire color. Yeah. So I was, that pretty much took me out of the match completely. To be honest with you, you can't even get your gear right, man. Oh, and then Teddy Chance Ice Train alone. That was the best. <laughs> this match was not fun, but Teddy <laughs> Teddy Long chanting Ice Train by himself was the fucking best. <laughs> like, there's nothing else in this match that was like fun, entertaining, 
like good. The, it's an I quit match, right? And the, the fucking the ref's got a mic. The mic's not even live. He asks everybody multiple times, like, "Do you do you give up?" You don't hear him. Like, you know, the, the mic isn't even live. Everything sucks about this match, except for Teddy Long chanting by himself. <laughs> he said, "Eyes train, eyes train, eyes train," and fucking everybody around the rings, like, we don't fucking care. <laughs> Should have probably done a dry run with that microphone. Yeah, Teddy teases the towel a couple of times. I don't. Two big guys like this in a submission match. I, I, I really just question the direction of the booking here. They're not submission specialist guys. There's no uh, last man standing match. Sure. Makes sense. Big beefy sons of bitches just beefing each other. Yeah. Give me a last man standing, but an I quit match. That's it, it doesn't make sense for either one of these guys. It, yeah. It's something different. I think it's the first time we've seen one of these, but. Um, I mean, yeah, Norton gets, uh, he gets real deep on him with a Boston crab. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think, uh, so train gets a full Nelson for the victory. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd probably give this one maybe a, a star. I mean, you it wasn't a, star. A, um, a star, maybe two, just cause there was it, like, it wasn't a sloppy affair really. It was just a boring affair. It wasn't. Yeah, there's there's nothing about the, this this feud that really is setting the world on fire. They should have let this team ride out a little longer. Yeah, they, I mean, they, I think that their their run as a team was maybe eight months. It, it wasn't long. I, I bet it was even less than that. Mm-hmm. Well, next up, we got the Mexican Championship on the line. Juventud Guerrero. Challenging Conan, the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, and what the fuck happened to Conan? <laughs> what they say they like, he was dressed like a cholo or something like that. You speak, you speak Spanish. What the fuck's a cholo? A cholo, I think that's just a Mexican. Oh, okay. Uh, that's uh, today. Today's sounding all smart, like oh, he's getting back to his roots. Dressing like a cholo. I'm like, I don't know if that's derogatory or not. We should probably watch it tonight. I think it's like a bariqua. Right? Oh, okay. That makes more so sense. A cholo yeah. is a, yeah, essentially a, a bariqua of Mexico. Okay. Well, I like bariquas, but I don't know that I care for the cholo. It just sounds dirty. It does. It does. So, no. But where's the nope. fucking belt? He doesn't come down with the belt. Did you notice that? He, I don't think he's been coming down with that AAA belt. Huh. What's it? A the U.S. belt. Yeah. They said it's for the Mexican title, but there's no, he doesn't come down with the belt. No. So he's, uh, there, there's no funky mask, no cape. He's got one of those with, weird hats on. With, uh, I think he's got. The bandana and his his jeans hanging out, his ass hanging out his jeans. He's <laughs> looking shirt, like a cholo. Shirt tucked in, tucked into his boxers. Yeah, he is a cholo. <laughs> is this the classic Conan look, though? It is. It is. I don't think anybody remembers him. Well, I mean, people remember him uh, with his other looks, but I think this is the one that really kind of got over in the states, at least. 
<laughs> you think of Conan in the Dungeon of Doom? It's ridiculous. Why? Like, there's no reason for him to ever team up and get into the Dungeon of Doom. You don't belong in the Dungeon of Doom. No. Now, if I will say, if he went into the Dungeon of Doom and he really got into like a different mask and got into some some different attire and embraced like the Conan part of it, you know what I mean? Like, really got into some some freaky weird masks and stuff. Sure, but he goes into the Dungeon of Doom. And he comes out, Mr. Cholo. It doesn't make sense. No. Is the master, is the master part Mexican? Uh, Probably. Nah, he's South Pacific Islander. You know it. Trying to pull a fast one on you. Yeah. yeah. So, no, it doesn't make sense. I don't like it. Don't care for it. Not a fan. It's your first taste of hoobie juice, and he makes quite an impression coming out there. I like hoobie, man. He, he, fucking, he trips over the, the the damn stairs, falls on his ass. Oh, I fucking missed that. Oh, a great spot. He fell? Yeah, he, he comes out to, you know, he comes out to introduce himself, getting the, the crowd hyped up. He's doing, a, doing his thing, and he doesn't see the, the steps behind him. He's just trips over and falls on his ass <laughs> over, the, over the steps. Awesome. Go back and watch it, man. That was a high for me. I will. I'm going to go back and watch it multiple times. <laughs> I mean, Jimmy Hart in the corner of Conan is, uh, it's funny. It's ridiculous. It doesn't, it, it doesn't match at all. Yeah. But we got, we got, we got Jimmy Hart yelling, Viva La Raza. Over and over. <laughs> Which Him is funny. That is, it's funny, but he sounds miserable. It's bad. Yeah. So Viva La Raza, for those who don't know, means long live the people. Oh, is that what it means? Yep. Gotcha. Now, is he talking Cholo specific? I think so. Makes sense. Yeah. So this, I guess, uh, well, Tanae's in the booth, and he's talking about how Conan is being uh, Americanized or something like that, or this is like his new getup is him hitting back and getting Americanized. No, 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 no. No. No? No, he said uh, he was being becoming more Americanized, and this look is more going back to his roots. His Cholo roots. That doesn't make a lot of sense. I don't know. I, I don't know. Well, uh, Cholos aside, uh, this is a, this match has a lot of good spots, but it's it's pretty sloppy. It's very sloppy. The transitions Much- are kind of all over the place. Uh, you know, this is Hoovy's pay per view debut. You can tell that he's. He's inexperienced, and Conan doesn't do a very good job of like leading the thing. Like, mm-hmm. is his job essentially? Right. Yeah, and it, it at a certain point it does seem like they're just trying to they're just trying to get too much in. I don't know what the runtime of the match is, but it it was a little bit of a longer match. It felt like, and I think a lot of that is again. I think they just tried to get too much in. I know Hoovy does a double jump or a triple mm-hmm. jump from uh, from ring to ring that looked that looked pretty cool. 
but like the setups were a lot of stuff where it was 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 pretty slow. Uh, you knew kind of what was coming, and then there was there was a fair amount of botches as well. They just yeah, there was some weird. There I don't know. There's some weird shit in this match. I I was I was hopeful for uh, for more, I guess, but just a lot. I don't know, just too much. They just crammed too much in there. Yeah, Conan hits the power bomb on the outside. Crowd goes wild. He hits the power bomb on the inside. Uh, yeah, Hoovy's hits a few high impact moves. It works with some guys, you know, when they're going, you know, Ray with anybody at this point, um, where they're going hold to hold and flying, you know, it, it flows together, but this did not flow together. It was just, it was very yeah. choppy. Very much. Yeah. And, I, I, and I, I, me trying to explain it, it's very choppy. So, I mean, we can <laughs> cover a couple of high spots and move along. Hoovy does so, hit the 450, which, and he gets a two. Yeah. Uh, this Hoobie one, they, they also use the second ring. He did this weird, like, strange bitch splash jump thing. Do you see that? Like, he just kind of jumped and, like, he kind of twisted in the air. It was a very strange fucking move by Hoovy. Is he called that a tope or is tope something else? I think a tope is something else. A plancha of some sort. I think Tanae gave it a name. I'm but, sure. I mean, at this point, Tanae, he. he you could be making stuff up for all we know, but yeah. seems to be a credible source in the booth. Yeah, and Conan, what he hit, he was like a power drop from the second rope or something like that for the yeah. for, for the victory. Yeah, that's that was the fourth power bomb variation that he had hit in the match. And then did you, the pin was one of the weirder pins that we've seen. He essentially just gets in their missionary position style on him. Yep. Drive, drives him home for the one, two, three. And Hoovy does it like Hoovy keeps his egg legs up in the air as he's being pinned. So it really does look like Conan's dry fucking Hoovy at the end of this match. Giving it to him. Yeah. And Hoovy does kind of seem to be a willing participant. <laughs> Takes two to tango. Yeah. Pin me, Conan. So what do you, what do you think me. of the action so far here? We got uh, we got three matches in. Nothing so, great. Nothing, no. nothing terrible. Kind of, kind of running like a nitro so far. A, a little bit. It does have a little bit of a touch of nitro. Uh, I mean, so far, I think obviously Chavo, Chavo, and the, the Diamond are the the, the be- better matches that we've we've seen. The other two just kind of didn't do it for. I expected a lot from Hoovy and Conan too. Like I expected it to be a pretty solid match, and Hoovy and both and Conan both have had solid matches. But I'll tell you what, one man gang versus Conan blows this fucking match out of the water. I agree. Well, business is about to pick up as we have Chris Jericho's WCW pay per view debut. Take it on the crippler Chris Benoit. Now let me let me ask you this. When Benoit was on his way down to the ring, did you pay attention to his video package on the screen? Did you did you catch any of this at all? Lots of headbutts. No, they essentially played the entire match. Remember, I was talking about Ron Ron Stud and her Bash of the Beach episode. Uh, the Yeti, right? Yes, yes. So 
they essentially just played Benoit versus Ron Studd from Nitro on the backside of that. That's weird. It was hilarious. Like you, you, he's walking down, and so I'm I'm no longer paying attention to Crispin while walking to the aisle. I just want to see the video board to see if it's the entire like the entire match. And I, I it might not have been the entire match, but it was all like Benoit's high spots from the match. Yeah, <laughs> way to disrespect Big Ron Studd, huh? That must have been a really good Benoit match. <laughs> not to my recollection of it. That's a that's a weird choice. Yeah. I just got that Benoit gets a real big pop. He's not accompanied by the uh, the devilish woman. Suppose that makes sense. Last time around, she uh, sort of led him astray with that old jacket business. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. So you think he told her to stay in back? Probably, yeah. probably. So these guys get going here. We get an early lion tamer by Benoit. He's he... Lion tamer. The lion tamer. He put on the lion tamer. You suppose uh, Jericho took that from him? I don't know, man. It's for all, it could have been Johnny B's. Everybody steals yeah. Johnny B's stuff, so. I mean, I don't know if I ever actually saw Johnny B put on a hook. Lion Dama. But it, uh, it maybe it does. I think that's the second time we've seen Benoit use it. So it wouldn't surprise me. Oh, there's, a, there's a spot early on in this where the two are exchanging chops. Bobby the Brain says he could hear those all the way from Vietnam. Oh. Just, just a random yeah. observation of the 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 veracity of these chops uh lots of action here this is a great match we get the we get some of jericho's patented uh pinning combos early on in his career he does the power bomb pin cool oh that he did a, he did like a walking power bomb he does the uh yeah and, and he does the uh the double hook back suplex pin mm-hmm. Kind of yeah. hard to describe, but it's good. Go watch it. <laughs> um, yeah, we're seeing well outside of the ring for a quick moment. Seeing some NWO gear out there. Yeah, so people like the good. NWO man. Let's uh, debut that that shirt. I still got my my shirt from back in '96. Yeah, I, I don't, but I think. I think there's a funny story about how like they would actually go out and sell the NWO gear because they're like, we can't sell the NWO gear in the WCW booths. So I think they actually went out in the parking lot and sold it off a truck or so. There's, there's some weird story about that, that I remember hearing that was very, that's very interesting. I was like, no, 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 you can't sell our shit with the rest of the WCW slime shit. But back to the match, uh, there was, was it, was it Jericho? Yeah, Jericho was backdropped to the outside by Benoit. And at this point, I think that, uh, like, I wrote down this match isn't as much fun as I thought it would be because I was expecting more of, like, the Benoit-Malenko match that was so fucking good. And this wasn't that. That's not to take anything away from Benoit or Jericho. Both of them are great performers. 
but it was at this point where I was like, man, my my expectations for this match were super high in comparison mm. to the Benoit Malenko match, and this one just wasn't getting there. Mm. Yeah, setting the bar pretty high. Yeah, a little bit of a different match. They they spent a lot of time talking about the NWO during this match, which is kind of a common thing. Yeah, not a big fan of that, but Me either. Um, so far, I think this is the best match on the card. You do? Yes. I'll huh. take this over this over uh, Chavo and Page. See, and I, quite honestly, this is this might surprise you, but I would take Chavo and DDP over this match. Really. I, and I don't know, like I said, I don't know if it's just because I had my uh, my expectations weren't even close to being met. It's not a bad match. Not a bad match at all. I mean, it was it uh, Jericho does a fucking tombstone, sets up the lion salt. And that was, the, 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 it, there were some good spots in the match. It just didn't flow nearly as good as the, as the Malenko and Benoit match. And that's, right. that's the bar. That's the bar that I'm fucking setting for Benoit matches. Oh, fair enough. And then see the, the sp- finish, man. The finish. You see the, the spot where Jericho got the, the Nards to the steel connector to the ring post? Nards to the steel connector to the ring post. Yeah. Huh. He's up top. He gets knocked down, gets the Nards to that steel connector part. No, man. He gets superplexed. No. I missed it. Oh, well, it was a decent, decent Nards uh, shot. Anyway, was it just like, like a the classic like Nard's drop shot? Yeah, Nard's drop shot. Just okay, about, about as classic as it gets. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, no, I missed uh, it, man. Uh, I, but, but I love, I love those spots. Anytime anybody can get hit in the Jennies, I'm for it. Sometimes I'll, I'll even offer myself to get hit in the Jennies just because I think it's so goddamn hilarious. Just so, <laughs> so somebody, somebody takes it. Right. Yeah. Somebody <laughs> needs to get hit in the nuts. All right. And I don't care if it's me or not, but somebody has got to happen to because it's so funny. <laughs> so funny. Well, this, uh, this, this won't end up being my favorite match of the card, but a favorite so far. Uh, you don't like the finish either. huh? It's just a top rope belly to back and it's over. Yeah. Like, give me a, give me the cross face, man. Give me the, give me the headbutt. He does the, he does the, the swan dive headbutt in this, but it ends up looking more like a uh, body splash than the swan dive, the, your traditional swan dive. So there's a lot of things this match I didn't really necessarily care for. And then the finish was not, you know, give me, give me something else. Give me something. He just does a, like I say, a pretty simple suplex from the top for the, for the finisher there. So mm. yeah, it's all right. Maybe a German suplex pin. And something like that. Rolling German pin. Yeah, like rolling that, German. That, that would that would have worked, but yeah. So, no surprise. Uh, Benoit picks up the victory. Yeah. And next up, we got the cruiserweight title on the line. <laughs> yes. Ray, Ray Mysterio Jr. taking on Super Colo. Who do you like more, Ray Mysterio or Super Colo? Don't make me choose, man. I got. I'm gonna make you choose right now. You like Kolo or Mysterio? Mm. It's like that's like a Lennon McCartney kind of question. I well, no, it's probably more like a Rogers Brady 
right? And, uh, I, to me, it's like with, with you know, uh, you know uh, Mysterio being Brady with all the titles. Uh, I don't know. I like Galoe here. See, and and I was gonna say it's more like if you had to pick one to leave town forever, it's like choosing between your balls and your dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's uh, but Kalo's the balls, I think. Underappreciated, right? Yeah, very underappreciated. But he does the work. Yeah, it's it's very complimentary. Style Mysterio's the dick on. getting all the shine. <laughs> Glow is providing that 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 thunder from down under there. <laughs> Damn right he is. Down under pounder. I, I fucking I like Super Glow, man. I always like Super Glow. His his whole get up, man. I'm I'm for it. He's got that that, that weird hat on, the sunglasses that never come <laughs> off. His fucking he's got the long weird shorts on and the strange shirt. He's not exactly what you expect from a cruiserweight, but he'll get it done. Great getup. Very cool looking customer. I guess he got his name from Mexico's number one hip hop group. I don't know anything about that. According to Tay. But, I mean, Was it the, Col- one... the, the Colo and Cholo? <laughs> I think the group is called Colo and it's made up of some Cholos. Okay. Gotcha. You know what I, what I realized in this match that I potentially didn't think about even before in my life ever once? Super Kolo's got one hell of a top rope elbow. It's not bad at all. I made a note about the elbow. Yeah, it's 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 damn good. It's again underappreciated. Some Super fucking Kolo the are- audience gets a boring chant going after this elbow you're talking about. Very <laughs> short chant. Yeah, but you're talking on under, uh, underappreciated. That's a yeah. perfect example. Yeah, absolutely. So. Anybody ever chant boring at your balls, though? <laughs> Not once. Yeah, bullshit. <laughs> so, Kolo, he misses a tremendous drop kick from the top rope. But Ray does a good job at selling it. Oh, uh, totally you're talking to the one to the outside? Yeah. Yeah. But he totally nails the somersault splash. Beautifully now done. He, now he can use that. Like I know he's taking it from Johnny B, but he can he can <laughs> use it, right? If you're super colo, you can use it. Making an exception, huh? One, yes, one exception. But it is weird. Like a lot of people are using that move now. It used to be just Johnny B, and now everybody's fucking get, going to town on that move. He, he he may have been an influential figure. You might be onto something there. There was that spot. It was not long after this that uh, who was it? I think uh, Ray. Yeah. Ray tries to clothesline Kolo to the outside and Kolo doesn't quite get to the outside. And then the referee is like trying to pull Kolo back into the ring. <laughs> but Kolo needs to be on the outside of the ring because they're setting something up. That was fucking great. And who like the official? I, I don't know that I've ever watched an official actually. Like in that spot, because you know the spot, you've seen it a, a million times. I don't think I've ever seen an official when the the 
performer doesn't get over the top rope to the outside, actually physically grab Kolo, like grab another wrestler and be like, nope, you stay in. You're here. You are grounded. What a weird thing to do. Big time power play by Pee Wee Anderson. It was, man. He's just flexing. Yeah, the dream says by the time these guys are 30, they won't be able to get out of bed. And dreams, and he follows it up by saying he's 36 and he's got a tough time getting out of bed. <laughs> dreams not 36 here at all. There's no way. <laughs> I mean, uh, what are, yeah, this is uh, this this match flows smooth. It's great. I mean, I didn't I didn't think that Kolo would be put over, but. I mean, great, great partner for Ray. Uh, Ray ends up getting the victory with the, he goes, he does the the springboard from one ring to the top rope of the top rope of the other ring. Yeah. And does a Hurricane Rana pin. Very smooth. Very good. That's the match of the night. My opinion. Still going with DDP Chavo. It's close. It's close. DDP Chavo was pretty underrated, I think. Cologne Mysterio, pretty good. And see what I'm going to do? What I'm going to do here is I'm going to say Cologne Mysterio, probably the best cruiserweight match of the night. DDP Chavo, right? DDP Chavo, best other match. I don't know how you want to differentiate the two. But it was good. It was good. I said, close the man. He is the balls of wrestling. Balls of wrestling. We got no gene tonight. And woman. Uh-oh. Uh, you don't suppose they finally got to have their private party? I think you solved the riddle, man. I think I might have. More mystery. More intrigue. We're used to getting thrown back to him after every match, but not today. Right. No. Just match to match to match. They're having a different kind of PPV. <laughs> so we get the nasties challenging the Harlem Heat for the tag titles. So what do you hate about this right away? First thing, nasties, intro. What do you hate about it? Do you hate anything about it? Uh, them being faces, maybe? Is that where you're going here? Part of it, part of it. They uh, they give them pyro. What are you saying? They don't deserve it. No, they don't deserve it. The nasties and pyro and being the faces. That's that's no. I don't mind the being faces. Okay, I don't. I, they can be faces. That's fine. Uh, they're a different style of face when they when they when they are a face. But they're rolling out the red carpet for knobs and sags. And Pyro, is this the only time that they get Pyro in their career? I'd be willing to make a small wager. Probably. And then the Harlem Heat come down with Sherry and the Rooster. And what part of the entrance do you hate about them? Well, they get the flame. Right. Makes sense. Harlem Heat. I mean, it's not like they're getting shafted out of the special effects. Nope, that's not the part that you hate, though. Well, if there's a part that you hate, I'm trying uh, to think. Sherry is looking kind of like a mess. Okay, now we're on to something. She's got I... assless chaps with these like mismatched tights underneath them. 
Not 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 matching Harlem Heat's colors. She looks like a nasty boy. <laughs> right? I could I she, could see that. Yeah. She looks like a nasty. She should be managing the nasties. So my thought is, what do you think about Sherry with the nasties? She looks like she'd play the part. I'm sure it would work. I don't know if she needs the nasties or if the nasties need her, but. Nah, but they do. I I think it'd be all right. I think they fit together. I I think that her and the nasties just, you know, they, they pass the eye test in my mind to fit together, especially Sherry in this attire. Who do you think the best wrestler in this match is, by the way, if we can ask? Um, yeah, it's a toss up between Sags and Booker T, I think, right? <laughs> yeah, it sure is. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Booker T by uh by a uh, ahead. It is Booker T by a country mile. I think they call it. <laughs> and so the brain is just lavish, lavishing praise over Sherry, saying she should be on the cover of every magazine. Ugh. Um, we get the nasties go for the pit stop early on. Signature move. Yeah. Did you ever? Did you like that move? No. Okay. Did you ever perform well, that move? Well, I was gonna say I didn't like receiving that move. <laughs> That's where I was going. <laughs> that gave me the pit stop for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a good move though. I mean, I can appreciate it, but it's it's, it's devastating. Yeah, and then on the when it breaks down, when it breaks down, they go to the outside, and Sags, who again, he's he's probably the more likable of the nasties. He shoves the shit out of a cameraman. Did you see that? Cameraman's just doing his job. Sag just bowls right over him. I was like, man, she let him do his job. Everybody's there to do a job, right? Everybody. I beat the shit out of a cameraman. Well, that's what you get for hanging out in Nastyville. Good point. The match was too long. I, I, too. I don't know if that was a good point or not, but thanks. Yeah, no. I, uh, I, I, sometimes I give you credit just to kind of give you a little bit of boost. Just to just to keep the train moving. Well, just to boost you a little bit. But the 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 match was a little bit long for my for my liking. I don't know how you you took it in. Yeah, there's a lot of kind of lollygagging between the rings and on the outside, and Sherry gets involved, and Colonel gets involved. Yeah, Frat Pie did get in the ring, and the Nasties. The Nasties got a power driver, though. Yeah, Bobby the, the brain screams. They used a wrestling hold. He freaks out. That was uh, that was a highlight for me. Uh, nasties are looking like they they might be on their way to to the ch- championship here. They hit uh, pump handle slam with the splash, and then the Colonel and the old Fry Pie get involved. Sherry wasn't the Fry Pie though. They keep calling her the Fry Pie. Yeah, Medusa was the fry pie. Yeah, that was that was a bad call by them. Yeah. What magazines do you suppose that Bobby's talking about that she should be on the cover of? Because I can't think of a damn one that I would. I mean, maybe Lawn and Garden. Maybe uh, she got into into some planting tomatoes in her 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 older days. I don't. I can't think of anything like any magazine cover that I'd be like, eh, it'd be enhanced by having. 
Sister Sherry on. Maybe a motorcycle in one. I don't know. She's got the leather getup. Yeah, I, just, I don't see it, man. Uh, Vogue. A dirty magazine. Maybe that's what he's talking about. A, a dirty magazine? Like where Maybe. they show nude nudes? Like a nude magazine? Uh, he, he might be referring to those. Are you buying that if you see it? If you're if you're in the I don't know nudie magazine store, and you see Sister Sherry on the cover, are you like, yeah, I'm scoping this? Yeah, I'd pick it up. You would. You yeah. are. You are one sick freak. You are. You need. You need some help there, man. She's 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 not with us anymore, and you're gonna go buy a nudie magazine of her. Sister Sherry, moment of silence. Yeah, moment of silence for Sister Sherry, you perverted fuck. I really, I'm not sure that you should really want to see her naked, man. I don't think that's right of you at all, you freak. You know, we're talking, we're talking primetime fried pie, man. So that was probably in like 81. Okay. Okay, okay, gotcha. So if we go back, gotcha. Okay, now I'm with you. All right. Oh, I'm with you. All right. So the the, the Colonel and the Fry Pie get involved. Nobbs takes the cane to the face. Harlem Heat cover for the victory. We get a little melee there at the end. And Harlem Heat, Harlem Heat retains the titles. Yeah. It's all right. And then, you know what we got next year? Well, we get a little plug for some WCW merch. What the big boys wear. It's WCW. What the big boys wear. And so what I found intriguing about this, T-shirt prices have not gone up since 1996. And that, that is fantastic. I made a mental note about that as well. It's like, man, these are like reasonable prices today yeah well close markup is astronomical close markup is huge people complain about gas markup look at your close markup one of these times it's crazy but uh yeah no i thought that was intriguing man i i really i appreciated the fact that t-shirts have not gone up in price it might even be a little cheaper depending on the shirt they're, sure they're they're right around that 20 dollar mark yeah. I mean, you like these shirts? You picking one up? Am I getting one for Christmas? Well, you'll have to wait and see. All right. So instead of getting Gene, we get the Macho Man in the back with Tanae. I mean, he, he gets the job done, but not the same. No. Uh, they talk about the evil necessity of WCW being the Macho Man. and. I don't know why he's where they're going with that, really. Well, because he was with that whole thing with Rick, and he was banned and suspended, and he was fighting officials, and he got you know he's lost his shit, he's gone insane, and he's tearing everything apart. But now that the NWO is here, he is the necessity. He's the evil necessity that WCW needs to combat the the New World Order. So he's kind of all over the place as he usually is talks about hitting the grand slam against the giant 
He gets a title shot at the next show, Halloween Havoc. He's wearing one of them WCW uh, Nitro shirts. Good plug. Yeah, but it, it's, 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 it's like a bedazzled fucking Nitro shirt. It's got all kinds of like glitter and shit on it. Oh, yeah. It's, it's macho manned out for sure. You know, a typical Savage promo. The ups and downs, talking about tearing out the black heart of his opponent. All right, so we got Randy Savage taking on the jaw. Randy in the jaw. Uh, Jai comes down fucking hilarious, right? Did you laugh? Did you laugh your super Kolo off? Yeah. The yeah. Dungeon of Doom music plays. Yeah, I thought the uh, that the sound man from the AWF was running the board there for a second. <laughs> It was it was rough. It was rough, and it was like it was the dungeon to do music. I was like, wait a second, he's in the NWO. This doesn't work. And he start like he starts coming down, and then they switch the music over to the NWO music. That's that's rough, man. Well, the Giants, the yeah, he's now a member of the New World Order. Savage gets a huge pop. Um. And uh, we got Nick Patrick officiating this thing. He's kind of been uh, kind of been a lot of chicanery happening with that Nick Patrick lately. His, his, his tactics have been called a little bit questionable. I mean, the I like the matchup here. I mean, the Jai is looking sloppy as usual. Yeah. Um, there's a cool spot when they're battling on the outside. He picks up Savage and tosses him into the ring. You know, gotta like that big guy spot. He also does. He does a stalling backbreaker. I thought looked pretty good. He just lifted him up, walked yeah. him around a little bit, stalling. And then the the one part that Jai, the thing that Jai did that I thought was just ridiculous, silly, really. He put Randy in a Boston crab. I don't know if he's under aware of like the way that the uh, the body is and physics and all that kind of stuff, but he is too big to apply an effective Boston crab to the macho man, Randy Savage. Yeah. I've never seen that before. He can't sit down in the back. He can't put pressure in, right? It's, it's bad. It's a bad move. And why in the fuck is a Jai doing a Boston crab? Does it make any sense whatsoever at, at all? No. No. I'm glad, you, I'm, I'm glad we agree. You, you're correct. Yeah, that was, that was weird. Uh, Savage won't give up because he's nuts. Brain tr- brain chimes in with that. Uh, the Jai the starts limping after this. You think it's probably because of the weird-ass positioning he was in when he had that Boston Crab locked on. No idea. No but, idea. Uh, yeah, we get Savage with the big time slam, and then the whole pop, <laughs> and he gets the elbow drop, and that's. I mean, give Savage the victory. I didn't like how this ended at all. He's he's facing Hulkster next month. Yeah, the pay per view. What's the problem? Uh, give him a one two three. Why? J- just like every other show, Savage gets his ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> At every show. Well, if he didn't, if he would have just pinned him and stayed on him, he would have got the one, two, three. But he's he's concerned about chasing the Hulkster out. He runs right into the NWO trap. Right, focus on the task at hand. 
focus on the task at hand. Very, very distracting uh, bunch, that NWO. Well, they know what they're doing. They set up the trap. The trap works. So, I don't know what Savage was thinking. You know, he just, it was just too easy. They just lured him out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, kicked his ass, brought him back in the ring. And then the Giant gets the pin. Yeah. <laughs> One, two, three. Uh you don't you don't disqualify the Jai? Well, that's not up to me to decide. That's that's a Nick Patrick uh, call. Okay. No. If I was yeah. the official, I, I'd have to see it. Really, you can't call what you don't see. Yeah, I suppose. Announce team really gets after Nick Patrick for for letting that slide. Uh, Savage getting some medical help out there. And that takes us to our main event. We did get the Havoc, the Halloween Havoc ad. That was that was pretty good. Oh, yeah, yeah. We got Slim Jim's Halloween Havoc. And then the cage. So I wrote this down, and I was going to ask you what you thought it meant, but I think I figured it out already because uh, I wrote down cage lovers with pyro. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, cage lovers with pyro? I don't remember any of this shit. I watched it a couple times. Why would I write down cage lovers with pyro? What do you think it means? Cage lowers with pyro. Oh, <laughs> I got you. Right. Cage lovers with pyro sounds like a, a different type of pay-per-view altogether you could order. Uh, yeah. Yeah, lots of that. Uh, lots of that action happening. But was it Tanay in the back with the, the horse, the horseman with the, with the team WCW? Yeah, Tanay's in the back there. Woman's there, and you know what I noticed about that? Woman does not care for Tanay. Woman's a gene man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she... So, well, okay. What do, what do you think of this this uh, backstage segment here? It's it was it was fine. It, the one thing that seemed pretty fucking stupid is that they're like, no, we're not even going to have a fourth guy, right? Ric Flair was like, no, it's going to be us. Well, that's dumb. That's 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 stupid. Uh, I like when he yells, I'm going to kick ass. Like, that's that's fine. That was good. But to say they're not even going to have a fourth guy, like they're going to go it with three, that part of it I, I just really didn't make sense to me. And Stinger shows up, and he's yelling that it wasn't wasn't me. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. Like, Luger's all pissy. I thought you were my friend. Shut up, Luger. I've been waiting six days for this. I seen it was you. <laughs> this is a, it's some more bullshit. Like, this reminds me of me and Gene not being able to recognize the Hulkster's voice. Okay. Like, Luger can't recognize his friend. I mean, yeah. If Still you come in, if you come and attack me, I'm going to be able to recognize you. What if I got face paint on? That's a fair point. What if I got face paint and a jacket? I mean... Have you ever seen me with face paint? Yeah. When? Back in the rock and roll days, you used to be a face painter. Oh, that's right. Okay, you got me. Yeah, you got me. It was me. (laughs) It was me. (laughs) So, 
Well, let's see what happens here. The Fall Brawl War Games main event here. So how this son of a bitch works is after we get that that uh, the pyro lover, whatever cage lowering, <laughs> <laughs> the cage loving pyro lowering. There we go. We get two guys start off the match, one run from each team, and then I think it's every two minutes a guy comes in. Yeah. Uh, kind of alternating between the uh, the two teams. Yep. So we got all the guys in there. And then to win, I think you got to make the guy submit. Once I think once all members of each team have been entered into the match, it's I think it's pin or submission. I don't know if it's it has to be submission. That part of it, I don't I don't remember. You got yeah, it's no pinfalls. You got to surrender or submit to lose. Okay, well there you have it. You knew why'd oh. you ask me? I was further down in the notes. Gotcha. So we got Scott Hall, first guy out there, accompanied by DiBiase, to take on the Enforcer. I thought this opening period was okay. This opening five-minute period, I just didn't think there was much to write home about. You know, these two guys together, you would think, would put on just classic match. Uh, and it was it was decent. It wasn't great. It was it was an okay opening five minutes. You ever seen any of the any of the uh, previous war games matches? Oh, oh yeah. Uh, well, this is Dusty's match. Uh, he says that this is the first time he's seen a official in the war games. Is that accurate? I mean, I guess you would assume somebody would have to make the somebody would have to ring the bell. Right. That's a good question, and I guess off the top of my head. I don't recall, but I don't know if that's because there wasn't or if it's just because the, an official in the ring isn't really necessarily a memorable thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's true. It's something you... I didn't have time to go back and look, but it's something you wouldn't notice unless it was pointed out. Right. Yeah. But So, yeah, double A, he gets the big ovation that he deserves, which is just nice, you know. You get the big spots from them. Both these guys are, you know, two. They're two of the best workers. Um, and it's Double A hasn't really gotten a lot of love in the ring this season. No, so, not at all. He's usually showing up dressed to do something else. <laughs> right, like I'm here. We're gonna go play golf, right? <laughs> I'm I'm here. I'm just I I got my my sweatpants and my crop top on. I'm going to go take a nap. Like he's never dressed for competition. It's, it's, it's a different look at that double a, uh, after the, f the five minute period, the first five minute period, they announced that the NWO, like they're doing the coin toss secretly <laughs> for more intrigue and mystery. And they, they just announced that the NWO won the coin toss. And then Kevin Nash comes running down to, to join the mix. You notice that he he ran to the far side of the cage. He ran to the far door. Why would you run all the way to the far door? There's another door right like right next to the entryway. Well, why wouldn't he go through there? It doesn't make any sense. I don't know. I I made note of guys getting in. How many doors were there? Just two or two. four? Or, I believe yeah. there's two. Yeah. Uh, maybe Big Sexy wasn't aware of the. 
easier the softer to way. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he, yeah he, he did not take the the path of least resistance there. Or maybe there wasn't any anybody occupying the the ring on that side. You want to give himself some space. Yeah, I, I just think it's it's, it's weird that you would here. you would run all the way there. It's like he does it's a damn good. lap. You know, he's not the ultimate yeah. warrior. He's not. So, quick question about Kevin Nash. Okay, I'll, I'll give you an answer. Not not in the match here, but every other time you see the guy, he's wearing a fanny pack. That's his thing. A fanny pack's his thing? A fanny pack, yep. Okay. What do you, what do you think of that? Uh, you think it's a, a good gimmick for him? A fanny pack? Yeah. yeah fanny, I've always thought fanny packs are kind of fucking goofy. Because at the beginning of this show, he's standing on top of a car. Did. He's got the paint back on. That's a good point. He's wearing jeans too. It's like, come on, man. You got a place to put your stuff. You, That's true. You got pockets and jeans for sure. Yeah. What do you suppose is in the fanny pack, though? That's the question. I don't know. Is that where they keep the spray paint, baby? Could be because that's oh that's where that always shows up. This this has been this has been on my mind lately, so I thought I'd bring it to you. Are you gonna get a, Are you gonna get a fanny pack? You think I have a fanny, a fanny pack. pack? You have a fanny pack. I do. Man, what do you put in it? Do you wear it? Uh, I wore it this past weekend. Yeah, you I did. Put, put my phone in there. Put my wallet. Smokes. Okay. Uh, sunscreen. Right. Car key. Car keys. Yeah, you can put them in there. So it's a versatile piece of equipment. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's it's. I, I'm not a fan of it. I never have been a fan of it. But you're you're selling me a little bit on it. Like if I need to carry more stuff, I might consider a fanny pack. It's a it's a it's essentially a purse kind of. Yeah, yeah, it's a purse that you wear like a championship belt. That's a really good way to put it. That's a fucking like that. You putting it that way makes me kind of want one. <laughs> Get your fanny pack, man. Give it. A I try. might. You think they make fanny packs that look like championships belts? Because if they don't, I think we just found our retirement plan. That's a million dollar idea. Billion, baby. Billion. We're going to have to check on that before we put this thing on air. Yeah, that's true. Put in a service call that who makes good stuff. <laughs> Man. So, all right. Well, fanny packs aside. You can't wear a fanny pack on your side, can you? I suppose you probably could anywhere you want. Yeah, you could. You could. You you can wear it like a purse if you want, but why would you want to? Could wear it across like, your wear like chest. a title. You, know? you could you could literally put a fanny pack on any way you put on a championship belt. Yep. This is genius. Glad I brought it up. I am too, man. We're gonna be good business partners someday. So double A is really in for a world of pain here. It's the outsiders. They got the two on one advantage. Just giving it to him. Next up, we got Luger jumping in the fray. And he, he really he jumps the, the gun by like 20 seconds. He does, but he also uses the closer door. <laughs> I noticed that, yeah. 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 That confused me because, yeah. It, there's something to it. And he's, I mean, he's a falsifier, man. He's, he's in there. He's fucking everybody. And then he does throw somebody against the cage and uh, the integrity of that cage is a little bit questionable. There's a couple times people hit it and I thought maybe the shit was going to hit the fan. 
there's tons of cage bumps in this one. This one's this cage seems a little bit steadier than the the one at uh, what the fuck was it? Uh, remember the the cage match with the the flare ass spot? Yeah, uh, Flair Savage. I thought the I thought that cage was gonna go down. See, this Maybe. one to me looked way more. The I I trust this one way less than than another cage. Huh. Well, to eat his own. Yep, to eat his bone. To eat his bone. Uh, I did make note that the thing looks like it's falling apart. So, yeah, I mean, there's that. All right, after the after the two minutes of. Uh, Two on two action. We get the Hulkster coming in there, giving the NWO team the three to two advantage. Now we got we got action in both rings. Oh yeah, shit's shit's really starting to cook. Shit's shit's getting real here. Nature Boy Flair comes out at number six. First time I seen Flair run to the ring, I think. Yeah, he starts strutting. Yeah, he gets he gets into the uh, he has the one ring to himself. Yeah, he starts strutting. He's got the ring to himself, and he's starting. He's calling him over. <laughs> Come get me, bitch! Yeah, and then we get he shakes his package at the Hulkster. You see that? Yeah, that was a slut move. <laughs> he's just a, joking. <laughs> Come get me. Check out my dick. <laughs> Why don't you lick my super cologne? Yeah, Nature Boy just just honest game tonight. So what we got is probably the best spot of the night here coming up. Which one? Is it the, the loaded the loaded fit? I I thought him shaking his 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 nature boy at Adam was gonna be the best spot. But then he loads his fist. You talk about the loaded fist? Yeah, it was just a whole series. So he hits the Nards flow on Nash and kicks Hall in the junk. <laughs> and he and Double A deliver simultaneous knee shots to the outsiders, uh... <laughs> just a round of ding dings and uh, yeah, and jetties and fucking fuels. Everybody, yeah, man, nobody's jennies are safe right now. <laughs> that was that was my favorite series of probably the probably the show. You know what you don't really see in, in those sequences? You see, like, the, uh, you know, your classic Nards plow, right? You can get a kick to the ding-ding. You don't ever see, like, a straight punch, right? Like, it's just straight, give me a straight punch. Not an uppercut, not a kick to the ding-ding, not, nothing like that. I'm talking, like, a straight, just a straight punch right to the dick. A penny punch, if you will. I know The Rock delivered one of those in our last season. But to a downed opponent. To a downed opponent, right. Right, right. I'm talking about like just... Like getting on your knees and just yeah, punching? Just, just drop to your knees and give them the old Benoit punch. The Benoit punch. What do you think of it? I like it. So do I. Uh, yeah, well, moving on. <laughs> you don't want to talk about a Pinois punch? <laughs> I mean, Be a powerful, got anything, got anything powerful finish. Nah, not really, man. I thought you moved, you moved past it a little bit quicker than I wanted you to. <laughs> uh, oh, my bad. 
<laughs> so oh. Nash gets a jackknife on Luger, and Luger hits the top of the cage. Like it always happens. That it's happening like cool. all the all the war games matches. Somebody goes to lift somebody up with the power bomb lift, and their feet, no matter what, always hit the top of the cage. And next up, we got got figure Sting. fours on every. Oh, gotcha! Didn't they get like figure fours on everybody? Wasn't there figure fours uh, just on the house? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I miss figure, that. They're throwing figure fours out there like they're cheap. They were cheap. Then, then Sting comes out. But whose side is he on? Mystery intrigue. Meanwhile, we get the crowd chanting, we want Sting. I wonder if anybody bought the fake Sting gimmick. I mean, they were avoiding showing his face on the, uh, on the, the, the playback here. Uh, the announcers tried to sell us that this is Sting. Yeah. I'm just, I, I'm just, uh, you didn't think it was sting. I didn't think it was sting. It was sting. He came in, man. He was, he was fucking shit. He had uh, stinger splashes, right? At that point, he was, I think, he was uh, doing was it, it all. Hall hits sure. the edge to Arn. He had a leg drop to flare. Everything's going the way of the NWO and the yep. stinger. Uh, I thought the stinger was in there. Uh-oh. What does that mean? What does that mean? Two stings? At fall for all the war games? <laughs> so another Two sting stings. comes out? <laughs> Two stings. Shit. Shit on a shingle. Two stings. When when Sting comes out, right, the second Sting, not the first Sting, when the second Sting comes out, are you surprised at how much the two do look like? Like, they do have very similar builds. They got the similar haircuts. They it they they do look. They're, they're not that far off. But is it funny as hell to watch Sting come in and beat the shit out of everybody, and the rest of his supposed teammates just st- take a step back? Like, oh, <laughs> like okay, I guess you got it. You got it. You can wipe out the entire NWO on your own. We'll just sit back and watch. Mm-hmm. And then Sting turns to Luger, and he essentially just says, fuck you, Luger. Yep. And leaves. And you know what? To be honest with you, I 100% agree with him. Yeah, fuck Luger. Yeah, fuck Luger. I'm gone. That's the best That's the best thing that he did right there. He actually said, do you believe me now or something like that? And I gave him the old, uh, you know, the old red cash and fuck you, and away he goes. Mm-hmm. So by this time, there's two refs in there. Stinger is taking a hike. Now it's time for an NWO beatdown. Yeah. So Luger gets hooked in a the death lock of some sort while Hulkster's got the front face lock on. Mm-hmm. And he must, uh, he must submit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Luger quits. Mm-hmm. Not a shocker. And so that, I, this is something I want to, I, I want to touch on here. It was not a great ending to your main event of war games. 
it was very it was very anticlimactic right after sting came in the did his did his whole deal beat the piss out of everybody said fuck you luger i'm out after that it was very anticlimactic like there was nothing more in the match at all so i don't know what the different uh, a different approach would be but it was just a like it was just a letdown it was just like it was just i don't know there there was nothing fun about the ending of the match it was it was like a it was like uh it was like a disappointing orgasm, really, is what it was like. It was like, well, it happened, but I don't know. It was okay. Right. Couldn't agree more. The sting being out there, right? That's the build up, right? Everybody's excited, everything's pumping, everything's humping, and then all of a sudden Sting leaves and you're like, brawl. <laughs> yeah, that was it, man. I thought that's a that's a it fair really... comparison. Yeah, it was a just kind of shitty fallout at the end here. Just, and of course, Savage comes out and gets his ass kicked again. <laughs> he fucking loves getting his ass kicked. And Luger at this point is crawling up the entryway, yelling for the stinger. <laughs> no climb is... fucking tree, Luger. <laughs> Some of his best work, I thought. Just crawling down his sting. <laughs> Stinger! <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. God, I'm glad they beat the shit out of him. <laughs> sting! Stinger! What a, what a bitch. As I mentioned, Savage gets his ass kicked, and Liz comes out there to soften the blow. Hogan spits on him and then gives him the spray paint. He goes after the mic. And, you know, at this point, Hogan's he's still getting, getting some cheers, but they're really, they're really trying to paint him in as, as bad guy of a light as they can. Yeah, and it, not a guy when he's down, airing his dirty laundry. Right, and that's yeah. so that that was the other thing that I didn't much care for about the main event too is that so you get Stinger out right, the whole bad orgasm situation, match is mm-hmm. over, out comes Savage, out comes Jai, Randy gets his ass kicked. At that point, I question where was NWO Sting because it didn't seem like NWO Sting was still out there at that point. I was like, hmm, that's that's that adds a little bit more mystery to the whole flavor of the show. Oh, but it just beca- it, it became a little bit too much. It was too much birthday. Liz comes out and he's, she's she's on top of it. Liz gets sprayed. It's just it's just Jai Jai starts sh- spray painting the the mat NWO. It just it was it was too much. It just and then Jai calls himself. Jai goes over to the camera and he calls himself Da Vinci or Michelangelo because he fucking spray painted three letters on the mat. Get your shit together, Jai. <laughs> Jai's a fucking clown, man. Not in not in a great way. Uh, him and him and Hogan are mugging the camera in, in unison, trying to yeah. <laughs> trying to tell us that the NWO is the best thing going. And then they go up to the they, they they shoot it back over to the the broadcast team, and then the NWO shows up at the broadcast. The broadcast team bolts out and leaves, and they're like they're blowing. They're Jai and Holster are smooching each other. 
it was it was not for it was yeah that was too much man it was too much there was way too much birthday at the end of this way too much (laughs) i agree i agree so uh what do you think of the show here it's pretty good overall it was yeah i mean it wasn't it wasn't bad that's for sure there is that there is some likable spots the main event was kind of a letdown i guess in comparison to like some of the older war games like i remembered the war games match of this one it wasn't my favorite war games uh it was it was okay uh chavo and ddp real pleasant surprise always love to see super Kolo. So like I said, we got exactly, it wasn't really a disappointment. The more I think about it, we got exactly what we should have from that match because there's expectations should have been low for it. So the, the battle of ice train Steiner, ice Steiner, however you want to call him, And, and Scott flash Norton Steiner was, it was, it was disappointing, but there was, there was some good stuff, man. There, there definitely was some good stuff. It's, it seems like there's, they're definitely on a little bit of a roll now. Um, like I say, there was, there as a whole, I think the, the pay-per-view could have been better, uh, but it was it was fine. Yeah, I thought it was that was a pretty good show. Uh, oh, you did. To me, I mean, me and Gene not being there—that's a miss. Uh, yeah. The the ending to this is just is kind of it's just what the NWO does. Yeah, it just ship falls apart. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I put it towards the top of our shows that we've covered so far yeah so far not bad not bad so what do we got up next we got halloween havoc slim jim's halloween havoc slim jim's you ever get to the around eating that slim jim you had in your uh your lunch pail yeah yeah it was a a tasty little treat okay hit you right uh so we have it looks like we have uh two dark matches jim powers and pat tanaka as well as Psychosis and Hoovitude versus Damien and Halloween. I'm, I don't remember the Halloween. I might have to look those dark matches up because I don't remember Halloween, the wrestler Halloween. And you would think either. that it wouldn't have been a dark match, right? If you have a Halloween Havoc and you have a wrestler named Halloween, don't you put them on the, like, on the pay-per-view? I would have. That's just me. Yeah, that would make sense. So we got Dean versus Ray. For the Cruiserweight Championship. Like that. Should be pretty horny. Yeah. We got DDP versus Eddie for the Battle Bowl Ring. Oh, yeah. Well, Battle Bowl Ring. I don't really. Jai versus fucking Jeff Jarrett. Oh, boy. How about that, Slap Nuts? Double J. We got six up against Chris Jericho. Oh. Pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Luger versus Arn. Why the fuck those two are fighting? Got better things to do with their time? Hmm. Right. Steve, Mongo, Mick, Michael, and the Crippler, Chris Benoit versus the Faces of Fear. Yes. Yes. Right? That'll be all right. Yeah. Well, just, yeah. Agree with me then, man. I'm over here screaming, yes. You're not yes. satisfying me. There you go. Satisfying yes. me. Uh, then we got... Uh, the Outsiders, and they're going up against uh, a Harlem Heat. That's a tag team title match. All right. And then we got Hollywood Hulk Hogan versus Randy Savage 
Special stipulation, Miss Elizabeth in a neutral corner. I don't trust that. She's already fucked. Savage. Right? Uh, <laughs> right. I don't trust that neutral corner nonsense. Uh. Oh. Wait, 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 wait. Nah, we'll talk about it next time. I, I'm making some connections here. I'm going to make a little note here to talk about it next time because there is... Uh, I think I might be onto something. Uh, there might be a conspiracy going on. All right. Well, we'll save that uh, juicy take for next time. Thank you. Juicy take. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Year of Duke Road Podcast. I'm Duke Bag. How come you're not Duke Nart's bags anymore? TNB? <laughs> TNB. Duke, my Duke Nart's bags. <laughs> I'm stuck in. <laughs> Slide one in there, Nart. <laughs>